Hello, and you're listening to the Coffee and Books podcast. I'm your host, Scott. This is Coffee and Books. On today's topic, we're going to talk about City of Fortune, How Venice Ruled the Seas by author Roger Crawley. Roger Crawley is the New York Times bestselling author of Empires of the Sea. This is a great history book for those of you who don't know and aren't familiar with Venice. Venice has a very long and complicated history, which I can't possibly get around to everything, so I'm going to do my best to summarize everything. Uh, Venice, which did not exist in Roman times, is a very wonderful place that has a large amount of history with the Italian Renaissance, with art, with uh, the sea and trade, and with the Crusades, and, well, pretty much everything. If there's a building or city and that has buildings in it that were involved with multiple different parts of the world, Venice is probably one of those multicolored layers of you know, art that you would see nowhere else. Venice doesn't even have the right to exist, basically. It is man-made uh, through canals and endless hard work of citizens that have taken something that should not be there and turned it into a tropical paradise. Okay, so where is Venice? Venice is located in Italy. Its main competitors were, of course, at the early 1000s and AD, were other Italian city-states, countries such as um, the Hungary, such as the Ottoman Empire or the Turks, uh, countries such as uh, you know the Greeks or the Byzantine Empire, which was ruled by a different religion than Venice. And of course, lastly, we have, even within Italy, you had other competitors such as Pisa, uh, Florence, uh, Genoa, the main rival, and of course, other places in Rome that all competed for resources in a very complicated time in the medieval world. But this period of time starts with, like I said, the early 1000s and begins our story with the Fourth Crusade. So initially, Venice has been associated with the sea, and it was around the time of the Fourth Crusade that they received their biggest opportunity. Before the Fourth Crusade, the city of Venice was essentially a colony of the Byzantine Empire. In order to break free of this yoke, which the Greeks controlled, they had a lucky situation in which the Fourth Crusade, which was made up of predominantly Western European Christian powers, or Catholics, um, and it had to be a crusade to go take... Sorry, let me start over. The Fourth Crusade was essentially a plot by the Pope to overtake Jerusalem for the Christians. But because of a lack of funds and other resources, Venice was their main purchaser of trades and goods and services for this crusade. For ships, army, and other different building materials, Venice was the one who sank their entire empire into this one investment, the Fourth Crusade. As a result, when the other Christian Western powers, such as the Franks and such as the Germans, uh, failed to actually pay up to their debts, they were indebted forever to the Venetians. And as a result, they had to follow whatever the Venetians wanted. The Venetians did not want to attack Jerusalem because they were actually kind of in trade deals with the Muslims or the Turks and secretly profiting off of the pilgrims going to the Holy Land. As a result, they instead attacked their neighbor, which was Hungary. Um, Eventually, they would go into the Byzantine Empire where they would sack Constantinople and other various locations. And this was a very, very complicated situation. But in essence, the crusade, that was the fourth crusade, owed Venice a debt 
for providing ships, goods, and materials. Venice demanded a sack of neighboring towns, and this was fulfilled against the Pope's wishes. As a result, the Pope excommunicated Venice from being in the Catholic Church. Um, so, the initial plan was to, like I said, take Jerusalem. Eventually, it was changed to Egypt and eventually changed to Greece. A year later, Venice, like I said, was ready for war and attacked Hungary. Uh, but like I said, some of the nearby towns, such as the Zarens, were under the protection of Hungary. And so this definitely irked uh, the neighbors of surrounding regions. Many people in the uh, Western world immediately thought that the Crusaders were basically just doing the commercial interests of the Venice, which isn't entirely wrong. As a result, there was a great betrayal amongst the Christian community, as many people felt that they did not want to trust Venice anymore after this. But Venice continued to be involved actively with the Crusades, which we shall see later. So, Venice, once it reached Constantinople, offered to put up different puppet kings in order to keep themselves in power. But Constantinople, after its sack, had a successive number of kings and leaders that would eventually uh, control Constantinople in favor of the Venetians. Basically, the, during the Fourth Crusade, once they arrived, the Crusaders, at Constantinople, they were so low on food and resources they had to attack anyway. They were outnumbered three to one. And one of the most strange and defining moments of the entire battle is when the blind dodge of Venice, or the leader of a Venetian army, encouraged the Crusaders to go attack by going directly into the line of enemy forces. By all accounts, the Greeks should have won, but the emperor was weak and willed and did not attack. The power base was crushed from within. The former emperor eventually came back to power after the result of successive kings. Um, Alexis was the leader who was a puppet of the Venetian Empire. His father eventually came to rule again. However, the Crusaders didn't trust him as he had made alliances with Muslims before, even though they were secretly in alliance with the Muslims uh, for trade profit. Um, Alexis was crowned co-emperor, and eventually this led to a successive series of battles and conflicts, which, like I said, lead to the destruction of the Byzantinian Empire. Whew. Okay, so we've gotten to one country destroyed before we even get into the basics of Venice. Alright, so, what did all this mean for Venice, and why was it important? Well, Venice was the first country to essentially create what we now know as colonialism. You see, Venice did not conquer territory and incorporate it into its own. It still allowed people to sort of believe what they want, as long as they didn't challenge the status quo. And as long as they had trade ports, they could connect themselves by naval bases throughout the world. Venice's, after the Crusade, Venice was put in a position of power where they were able to trade with much of the Eastern world. You know, places such as India, China, the Middle East, these are all brought resources of great wealth through Venice. And as a result, many European powers had to trade directly through Venice, and basically making Venice a multi-billion dollar rich country overnight. After 1204, during the partition of lands with the stroke of a pen, Venice became the inheritor of the Maritime Empire. It changed from a merchant state into a colonial power. They controlled everything from the top of the Adriatic Sea to the Black Sea across the Aegean Seas of Crete. The irony of the Fourth Crusade is that it actually ended up helping propel Islam. 
because of the fact that um, even though the Muslims and Christians had fought before, the Turks immediately saw their opening into invading what is now Turkey uh, because they immediately saw that there were main competing powers of commercial interests fighting each other. With Venice fighting against uh, other powers within Byzantium to control it, this allowed Islam to spread across much of the Eastern world and into the beginning of the West. Venice was an empire similar to the British Empire. They had money and power through the sea. Venice's, like I said, main rivals were Genoa and Pisa, but they also traded with Muslim countries even when they were fighting in the Crusaders, defending Acre. All right. So I've just rambled for about five minutes there, basically about this empire that kind of came up from nothing. But what's so amazing about the Venice Empire or the Venetian Empire is that they were so advanced and far ahead of their time. They were ahead of their time because, well, the rest of Western Europe was stuck trying to figure out how to make a profit. Venice was actually actively making and contributing very successfully to the Pope and other places across the world. Um, with, their, uh, with them becoming such a massive power and having such great influence, um, they began to basically conquer the world. But again, it was the Turks who eventually turned the tide and fought back against the Venetians. So why did this happen? Why did Venice go to war with the Turks or the Ottoman Empire? Well, to be honest with you, it was probably an accident. There was a misunderstanding between the Turks and the Venetians. Um, they had eyed each other suspiciously as they were the two main competitors of resources in the region, in the Mediterranean. And eventually it just led to the Ottomans having a new leader, a new ruler, who was young and who wanted to reconquer much of the world. He saw himself in line with Caesar and Alexander. And as a result, he began slowly swallowing up all of Venice's imports and exports. Um, you know, their ports, their trade slowly dried up, and eventually other European powers caught up to Venice. But what's interesting about Venice is that they were very modern for a society that was still stuck in the medieval time period. Um, while the rest of the world sort of became aware of enlightenment, Venice was way ahead of every, everyone and ahead of the curve. And they were busy fighting a global war uh, against their main rival, which eventually became the Ottoman Empire, as I have said. All right, now, what eventually happened? Well... Eventually, when Columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1492, and I'm just kidding, basically, explorers found other ways of trade with, um, well, eastern countries and Asia uh, by different routes and sea methods. One of these was the Cape of Good Hope, which was around the southern tip of Africa. Uh, one of these was, you know, the New World, which allowed new resources to be explored. But basically, countries such as Spain and Portugal began to have their own ways of exhibiting colonialism and power in other regions, which would eventually lead to the modern world. But it was Venice that collapsed first. Venice was the warning. Venice was the canary in the coal mine, if you will, about colonialism. Their empire could never last as they did not really conquer enemies, they just rather subjected them to their rules and regulations. Eventually, even though 
they had much great resources invested in their army and other such factors. The Venetian Empire crumbled one little city at a time until eventually Venice uh, had no choice but to become just a normal average city again. Um, thankfully for Venice, um, the leader of the Muslim Empire and the Ottoman Empire um, died before he could destroy Venice. Venice eventually augmented for peace and sued for peace, and it was heavily by this time in debt, and the result was that Venice would never again reclaim its glory as a empire of the seas. However, what we have learned from all this is that what one little city can do in Europe changed the entire face of the world. Without Venice, there would be a lot of discoveries left undiscovered. There would be a lot of trade routes that weren't connected, and most importantly, you know, it was a matter of whether you think it was a matter of crusades or what that propelled Venice into the spotlight. Venice is one of those places that changed the world for the better with all of its trade and resources. And eventually, we get to enjoy the modern Venice that we have today because of that. Thanks for listening to my podcast. I give the City of Fortune um, a 4 out of 5. I recommend it. I like the history of it. And uh, thanks for listening. Um, Again, please share this podcast if you liked it. And I hope all of you have a great day. Bye.